This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up on today's show, we got our Lake of the Week over in Aitken County. Rick Brusewitz has the details, and we keep getting ready for the opener. This time, Toby Cavalivog of Leisure Outdoor Adventure stops by. It's all coming up. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well, then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck, and I'm probably going to need it. But luck is going to change, I can feel it. I got a secret weapon on a Paul Bunyan. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Missile Guide League, and you're listening to All Bunyan Country Outdoor. Well, checking in with Toby Cavallivog. We get to do that now because uh, we're getting ready for some soft water fishing. Uh, and that, uh, Toby, uh, you, we've talked in the past. You don't really do a lot of ice fishing. You're more of a soft water guy, so you are really looking to the the lakes right now, hoping for some more heat. I am. You know, <laughs> I, uh, Kevin, you're 100 percent right. You know, I uh, I certainly did my share of ice fishing um, in between hard ice with skates and hockey and and when college got done i did get into ice fishing quite a bit traveled up to red lake of course we had the crappie boom back in the day and the walleye fishing is always fantastic up there i uh, certainly did that we did we did some rentals with our guide service and in the process of about five winters i somehow became allergic to ice fishing <laughs> so that's a lot of work and i take my hat off I tip my hat to all the guys that spend their entire winter out there plowing roads and setting people up and it's an endless task, and it's a lot of work that ice fishing business. And uh, it kind of uh, maybe it's gonna maybe it's a frontal lobe. Maybe it's me just getting smarter with older. I don't being older. I don't know, but I I find myself tending to uh, go back to the rinks and stay on that ice now and, and stay away. <laughs> let let these younger guys handle this ice fishing. So yes, Kevin, I'm I'm super excited to get back on soft water. So I think we're getting close. Well, the big story for you uh, because I. I... I had uh, the, the Paul Bunyan Communications crew in doing some repairs at, at, a, at the radio station a couple of weeks ago. One of the guys who knows you really well, he had been at Ray's. He said, hey, look at Toby's new boat. He took a whole bunch of pictures. So I've already seen your new boat. 
pretty nice. <laughs> well, you've said it about as much as I have. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of them deals where I, I, I did get it. It's a beautiful boat. Ray's, because Ray's Fort Marine does a great job setting myself up and a lot of our guides and guys around the area. And, and just, uh, uh, you know, Joe Public was getting their boats, you know, and, and, and uh, I ordered this thing. This is a fiberglass Lund 219. And Mercury came out with a new 400 B10 this year. And, and uh, there's a few guys that you have on the radio. Uh, Bruce Jean ordered that same motor, and I have that same motor. It's a brand-new motor. And, and with that, we were told that, you know, there might be a little delay in production this year. And, and we wouldn't maybe not see our boats till May or June, you know. And, uh, of course, you still have to have it rigged. So there's, uh, there was a little bit of anxiety about that. Well, they came in, raised it a great job. Brandon and Mikey up there, they got them in on time. And, and we got our boats on time, so I had yet to see the boat. And yes, Mikey Greg um, sent me a picture. Your boat looks great. I think I'm going to take it home. And uh, it's been nonstop since then. People seeing it, and I'm still getting it rigged. I have about a million things going on the boat, and have not had a chance to get it on the on soft water yet. We still have, as of today, we're still trying to push off the last of the ice, so it's not been on the water. I did back it in and start it once. It sounded great, but that's about as far as I've got with it. Well, you know, even last week when I was doing interviews, I was really wondering, are we going to have open water by the opener? But then the wind hit, and things have uh, progressed nicely. So I think we'll be okay. You know what? I, I have a friend who who is two years in a row now has been absolutely mindset up. Absolutely, it's not going to happen. <laughs> we've, been, we've been strapped with ice. We've been strapped with the worst weather. You know, down here in Brainerd, we historically now have set a record for most snow this yes. winter. It would we uh, pushed over the top at close to a push 100 inches, something mm. like that. Whatever it was right around there is a lot. But uh, regardless, uh, uh, here's what I've learned in the two years of a lot of debate is you can pretty much always bet on Mother Nature in spring. Yeah. It's going to, you know, they moved the, the opener back, it seems like, just a little bit traditionally. Now it's, you know, it's it's always there around Mother's Day, right? But it just seems like it's just a little bit later. Maybe it's just getting, you know, maybe it's just how it is. But the winters, how tough they are or whatever, but we definitely seem to be making it. And I, I, you're absolutely right. That wind and all the factors that happen in the spring, you know, spring is tornado season and, and spring, spring is storm season. And, and with all that <clears throat> adversity in the air, um, things happen really, really fast. And people forget, you know, that there's a lot of water under the ice. Yeah, and that's above that's above freezing. So just like when you put an ice cube in a drink, it's gonna it's gonna melt at some point. So uh, what are you hearing from you guys on Leech? Well, I I haven't heard a whole lot of anything going on up there. We currently on Leech Lake are are you know it's not we're not able to get out there. I right. did drive up there this last weekend and and uh, and uh, pretty much looped the the south end of the lake all the way up the west side, preparing for a. Uh, my time with you and then some social media following stuff too, just all the way up the west side in the, into uh, Steamboat Bay. And, and <clears throat> it was definitely progressing. It was actually farther ahead than I thought it was. Like there was a lot of black ice and there was the shore, the shore ice had pulled away anywhere from five to 30 feet in a lot of areas. And then up there closest to Bemidji there, when you're going up by Erickson's Landing, which is Capacona Bay, the bridge there, you know, just north of Walker, um, that water had pushed out quite quite a ways so it was melting and it is melting and since then even it's it's melted quite a bit more and you're right this wind has pushed so much ice and with that you know just thinking about this in north walker bay if we have the water temps up there now that the ice has been off for 
you know, just that amount of water that was available, that water's heating up fast, you know, in the shallow water. So you get that wind with that window and it's making more current, right? So now we basically have a river effect that's going straight down the middle of Walker Bay. And if I looked at the Leech Lake TV, which is their, <clears throat> the Walker, <clears throat> excuse me, the Walker Tower Cams, you could almost see where it was thin ice right down the middle of Walker Bay from that current moving down. So I think, I think we're going to be just fine. We have, I think today is probably the last of the cooler days this week. I mean, it seems like it's going to be warming up each day. We're going to be pushing those sixties and, uh, and we still got, we still got almost two weeks. You yeah. know? So, so we're, I think we're going to be just fine. Now, the next question is going to be, what are we going to put on the end of those, those lines? <laughs> Cause those jigs, those jigs are going to be, you know, traditionally we want those spot tail jigs, right? right. Our spot tail less shiners and, Boy, that's going to be tough. But I, I, yeah, I've heard, I've heard some of the lakes down south. Um, you know, they're already those shine, those shiner mills are pushing and they're, and they're, uh, they're staging already to get up there. So if people can go and catch those. There'll probably be some available, but there's not going to be a ton. But like I said, at the ice, I always bet on spring, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. That's, let's bet on spring for sure. Well, you know what? Um, speaking of spring, you're a guy who, because of uh, what you do, uh, as a guide, you're, you're prepping all the time, but you know, we got a week, uh, just just shy of two weeks to go before the opener. People, uh, now start really seriously thinking about it. What should they be doing between now and the time they hit the water to make sure they're ready to go? Uh, well, just, you know, equipment prep is the, is the main thing right now. You know, it, from your boat motor trailer to your to your reels, your fishing line, all of that stuff. So let's you know, assuming assuming that we have we have our listeners with their boats and they're gonna be there on, on fishing opener, which is really that holiday for fishermen, right? Like it's it's the craziness, it's the Super Bowl, it's that's the ready set go. Mm-hmm. Um there's lines with that and there's patience that need to be talked about with that. Whether we're, whether waiting in line for shiners at a bait shop or waiting in line at the landing, you know, patience and etiquette and then preparation. And so with that preparation, we have to make sure that our boat starts, right? We have to make sure our boat starts, get our, get the muffs, put it on or back it in maybe before opener and, and uh, find a landing that's not too busy and drop your lower unit in there and fire it up and let it run and make sure that we have water coming out the, the exit, you know, the, the, the pee hole of the, of the motors. So we got, we have, we have that coolant going on so we don't overheat on the water. Um, make sure your batteries are charged and not leaking. They're filled with water. Um, that is the main stuff. If you have, if you got electricity, you get a spark. If you get a spark, you got, and gas, you got, you got fire and, and then your motor's running. So that's key. But you, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing more frustrating when you're in a line that's not moving because somebody is, is trying to start their boat or motor than have, have not fired it for the year and, you know, taking your tarps off, those type of things. Just a lot of courtesy, making right. sure you're ready to go. When it's your turn in line, make sure you're ready to go. And of course, once you get out there, you know, make sure you have your life jacket. Remember, safe, you know, follow the laws, get the regulations. There's a new booklet every, every year when you buy your license, there's a, there's a booklet there and it's, on, it's online. So current licenses, uh, regulations, make sure you know your limits on the lake. Those are all preparations. Those are things that you should be studying right now. Um, and then when it gets on the water, of course, your life jackets and throwables are readily accessible. And then it's time to reach in that rod locker and get that fishing rod. And at this point, the last thing I want to see on my fishing rod is is a reel that the bale's not closing, um, the drag's not set right. And when I go to cast, I have nothing but a bird's nest of line coming out <laughs> because it's got a big coil. So that means putting some new line. And, and with jigging and minnows, jigging minnows and, uh, or bobbers, 
people are going to be looking at monofilament line, something with a little bit of stretch, but with a jig, you want it a little bit taut. I'm still a little bit old school in that at Berkeley Sensation, which has been around a long time, is is still a line that I really, really prefer. I like it a lot. I seem to have a lot of success with it. So six pound Berkeley Sensation on a a rod that's in that upper six, six ten, six ten, medium light, extra fast. Two uh, B Genesis Rod Company, right there in Bemidji, have one that's I, I think is perfect. Um, that's a, that's a medium medium light rod with an extra fast tip, which allows you to really snap a light jig. It's made for something smaller, like a one eight ounce, which is a real typical jig for the Bemidji Cass Lake Leech, Air, Leech Lake area. Um, and then, of course, making sure you have batteries in your ingle or whatever cooler you have to keep your bait because you're going to want to keep those shiners if they're not giving away anymore, <laughs> fresh and lively, and then you want to be able to take them home with you. So just a lot of prep into that stuff, and then let's just hope that the fish are biting and cooperating too. Yeah. That uh, minnow thing has um, has been a it's been a, kind of a headache, but more than a headache for, for <laughs> first of all, the bait dealers, and secondly, the anglers for it's going on two, three years now. It, it is, you know, but, you know, with with that, it's a pain. I, I, I really learned to hate bait, <laughs> whether it's whether it's guide trips or, or if it's uh, fishing a tournament. You know, you need so much of it and, and trying to find it. It seems like it's it's become the supply and demand, you know. It's, it's just harder to find good bait, bait that's fresh. Yeah. But with that become, you know, the water transfer laws and, and with being able to have well water in your truck, and or well water in a tank back at your place. I'm really, I'm not throwing any bait away. You know, it, of course, you lose bait to attrition, you know, and then the eye over time. But um, I'm able to keep my bait a long, long time now, which in the end, Kevin, instead of throwing it away at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure that I'm really spending any more money. Even though the price is going up, I'm hanging on to it, I'm taking care of it. And with taking care of my bait, we're taking care of the lakes by not transferring water. So, you know, it's with the good. There's good with the bad, I guess. That's Toby Cavallimog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. He, like everybody else, excited for the opener. we got a lot more to talk about with Toby later on in the show. But up next, we're headed over to Aitken to check it in with Rick Grusewitz for our latest Lake of the Week. This is Toby Cavallimog. All of us at LOA are proud to make Kev Jackson sound smart. Sort of. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Kev Jackson needs all the help he can get. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. We're headed over to the Aitken area to check in with Rick Brusewitz, the uh, area fishery supervisor over there. Rick, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. We're going to take a look at Spirit Lake today, and let's just start from the beginning uh, as to where is Spirit Lake exactly? Well, the Spirit Lake is on the Ripple River chain, 
and uh, which which basically flows uh, uh, from oh the Brainerd area from you know Bay Lake is one of them on the on the chain all the way down uh, through big Malax Meadows area on up and into the Mississippi River and uh, Spirit is the the last lake in the chain before this big Malax Meadows area um, so it's just just a little bit from Farm Island Lake uh, that we talked about earlier. It's on uh, the county road. The access is on the county road 28, uh, which is south of Aiken. Yeah, let's say around 10 miles or so. Okay. And uh, and just to the east. And um, the the Ripple River. Is it possible to get from lake to lake uh, going through the river with a canoe? Okay. Um, there's some waters where there's lake access between them, um, uh, but there are some bridges that, and culverts that are not uh, accessible for a bigger boat. <laughs> but uh, most of the waters, if, if there is any uh, issue, you can get to with a canoe or kayak, yeah. So we won't be tooling around in the pontoon? Eh, not, not, not to spirit, I don't think. There's, uh, yeah, <laughs> not to spirit. Well, what are we going to find in Spirit Lake? Well, I think you find all the the standard uh, uh, species for our area: um, you know, uh, walleye, northern pike, bass, largemouth bass, um, and panfish. It, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't look like it, the numbers I've seen. A lot of walleye in that lake. No, no. We've been you know we've been kind of struggling with with managing for walleye we're trying something a little bit different now um gone to an annual fingerling stocking we want to get the numbers back up although again it's never been really high two to three fish a net has been about as high as it's ever been um but uh but that does offer some some opportunity uh uh, probably the 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 go-to out there would be the bass um they are are uh, decent uh, size structure, decent abundance, and uh, uh, are are a common target species out on Spirit Lake. Okay, um, yeah, it looks like there's plenty of northerns, but uh, not exactly setting records as far as size goes. Uh, not necessarily. Um, yeah, it's got a higher density of pike, uh, around ten a net, which is pretty high. But we do see a fair number of fish over that 24-inch mark, or even over the 26-inch mark. So on a, on, a, on a relative basis, it's actually not too bad. Okay. Is it, uh, does it get a lot of pressure? No. I, I, it, it's kind of weird. The, the access is actually on the Ripple River, and so winter access makes it way more challenging. You really can't get out until late winter, um, uh, and so uh, that's that kind of uh, provides for a little refuge, if you will, for the fish in the in the lake in the wintertime. Um, again, it's in the shadow of so many other lakes that are go-to lakes that uh, that it gets forgotten often. Well, and, you know, you mentioned uh, pretty good bass fishing, but, uh, I mean, in the state of Minnesota, that, that describes about, you know, 7,000 lakes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's the thing we were, you know, we talk about that all the time, how... Uh, you know, bass are are winning. <laughs> um, they they uh, they do well in the the current uh, climatic conditions that we have, and uh, and are 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 thriving. Uh, 
Well, and I think there's this, you know, uh, part of it is is the high school sports teams. Number of schools now have you know fishing teams, and that's that's all bass based. But I, I just think the social media and YouTube and everything else. Bass fishing has become really, really popular. There's always been that core. You know, I've known a lot of anglers that just that's what they love to do. But it's really exploded, I'd say, in the last five to ten years. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I, I've seen that, too, especially with the with the new high school leagues. You get Dad involved in all that and, and things like that that uh, tend to, uh, you know, expand uh, family uh, uh, opportunities then, too. And um, yeah, yeah, people are targeting bats way more, I think, than they than they used to. Albeit, I'll, I'll say this too. I mean, I've, we've had some creel surveys on nearby waters where you know harvest of bass at two pounds per acre is is not uncommon. Um, so uh, not only are are people targeting them for for catch and release, but you know a lot of these bass are are hitting the tables. So well, lots of opportunity. Not my table. I've I've never had bass. I'm not sure I need to when I live with uh, in an area where I can have bluegill and perch and walleye. <laughs> well, absolutely, I hear you there. And northern pike too, for that. Matter. Right, right. Yeah, as long as you can handle the y bones, pike's pretty tasty. You betcha. Um, so uh, this might be one of the few lakes down in your area where it's it's going to be nice and quiet if you're out there. I think so. Yeah, it's, it, generally speaking, it's it's. It's uh, not a super busy lake. Again, you know, you got summer cabin owners. You have a resort on the lake. So you do have uh, uh, water recreation occurring just like everywhere else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a little more quiet than several of the lakes we've talked about so far. Has there been any AIS on that lake? Not that we know of yet. Now, again, it's downstream of Farm Island Lake. So, uh, but they haven't observed them down that far yet. Okay. So it's a, you know, again, I think it's just a kind of a matter of time. So I, I would suggest to treat it like, like you're worried about it when you leave the lake, like you should any lake. But uh, make sure you, you know, clean drain and, and dispose of any uh, uh, vegetation, etc., that are on your boat. It is the Lake of the Week. It's Spirit Lake in the Aitken area, and Rick Brusiewicz is the area fishery supervisor. Rick, thanks for your time today. Hey, you bet, Kevin. Thank you. When we come back, more from Toby Cavalimog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better-looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Go one step further into the outdoors this summer and experience the incomparable natural wonder of Bemidji. The first city on the Mississippi. Bemidji features abundant access to the great outdoors with over 400 pristine lakes, perfect for canoeing, paddleboarding, and over 160 miles of trails that run through the northern Minnesota landscape. Plan your next great outdoor adventure today at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points down further. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Toby Cavalli, of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest today. And Toby, we all learn to make adjustments, and we all have to make adjustments. I mean, look at uh, what we've been able to do, you know, just uh, having to change, you know, the limits and, and restock and do things with various different lakes. Uh, we, we, we can figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and sometimes change is hard. Absolutely. It's change, change is hard. And, and then once it happens, it's like, huh, 
exactly right. It's, it, it seems to work out for the best in most most cases. And when it comes to fishing, yeah, I mean, I think people people that do have a hard time looking at limits or changes, whether we're talking uh, deer hunting or, or or fishing. You know, there's there's harvest and there's selective harvest, and and uh, at the end of the day, you know, Leech Lake, I've been I've been uh, processing fish that have our four fish limit here now for several years, and, and at the end of the day. Um, those fish in that 16 to 19 inch range, when you put four of them there and fillet them, that's eight fillets. That's a lot of meat, and and uh, I, I I am certainly I'm certainly uh, supportive of a change of limit from six down to four. Um, it has been on a lot of lakes, and it, I think it continues to do so across across the rest of the state. Uh, just when it comes to walleyes, and of course crappies and sunfish, things that we're after now. You know, there's a lake right by my house that has. Uh, regulations of five. You can have five crappies, and the, and the lake has shown uh, uh, a lot of growth in the last few years since that's happened. So there's definitely a place for it, and um, I think I think people will accept it after after experimenting a little bit and realizing there's still quite a bit of meat there. So yes, with everything, Kev, whether it's whether it's uh, deer hunting or or some other aspect of life, uh, fishing, uh, change could be hard, and and. Uh, but you know what? There seems to be some thought behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to we have to trust our DNR, and they've been a, doing a great job when it comes to the fisheries in Minnesota. I think they have absolutely. Um, you've been fishing leech a long time. Uh, what's your vibe on leech right now? Is in pretty good shape. I, I do so. Yeah, it's you know leech has not since the since the bust. There's been the boom, and I think it's level leveled off. When I say that you know back in the late '90s, early 2000s, that the lake really went downhill and then they claimed people were pointing fingers at cormorants and this that and other thing and and there just there wasn't many fish left in the lake they stocked it the dinar we talked about that did a great job and then uh put the put the uh limit leech lake is a four fish limit with one fish over 20 uh that is a that is the slot in the limit out there um and uh the lake has really really taken off and and i think i think we are now on a plateau where it's stable and they have not stocked leech lake for about five years now, uh, is my understanding. And with that being said, um, there's fish in all corners of the lake. Uh, they're on all kinds of structure, and uh, they've been real predictable in the last couple of years. And the main lake, the main lake, Leech, you know, Walker Bay, where we spend a lot of time doing our trips, has been really, really good for the last, you know, as long as I've been there, 15 years, and as far as kiting goes. And and the main lake has gone up and down, and and then back up. And last year, last year we uh, found a lot of fish in around uh, Humpson Mid Lake structure. That, you know, certainly at times were there, but they were there all last all last year. So mm. um, I, it seems to be that the the the, the success is spread across the lake when it comes to the size. Um, it's not just big fish in the main lake anymore. There's a lot of quality keepers out there, and in Walker Bay, where it was notoriously maybe more big big fish. There's a lot more smaller fish and big fish, and it was just the balance. So I'd say I would say uh, Leech Lake is as balanced as it's as it's been since I've been there, and, and it seems like uh, all the bays, uh, all the corners, all the structures of the lake are holding a lot of walleye. So, uh, and then you know with limited access this winter and ice fishing, um, I, I don't think they got beat up too bad. So I'm kind of looking forward to uh, having a better than average spring. Well, yeah, there's there's definitely going to be some fish there. The other thing that's going on, of course, your musky numbers are great over there. The bass are going crazy, both large and smallmouth. Uh, you got great panfish there. I mean, uh, leech is just 
it's just kicking butt right now. Yeah, the the bio, biologically the the biomass of the lake is is incredible. And you mentioned you know the, you know the perch, the perch for the last few years. When we talk perch, there's the, pe- the perch people want to catch, and then there's the the bait fish perch, which is the same species, but it's just I mean it's ridiculous how much bait is in that lake. So the biomass, is, of course. Is, is it supports it supports all the apex predators, which are the fish you just mentioned. You're only get that size. Um, there's just a lot of food there. And the crayfish, the rusty crayfish, um, boom, um, the perch, the amount of perch. I mean, you literally can catch a crayfish and or a perch. When I say perch, like you know, three four inch perch, mm-hmm. almost everywhere in that lake, um, from from sixty feet of water to to uh, four feet of water. It's they're absolutely everywhere, and so that at times is frustrating. That can be hard uh, when it comes to fishing, but it's great for the biomass. There's a lot, a lot of, like you mentioned, a lot of species and a lot of, and because of the size of the lake and the amount of prey and bait, um, they just get big of all species. They all get big on beach. I know that there's some zebra mussels in there. Have you noticed a change because of that? Yes, absolutely, and, and more so with the shallow water fishing, so... You know, last year I did not spend as much time in August as I typically would uh, fishing rocks when it comes to muskies. Um, definitely clear. Last year on fishing opener, I was on the Annex Reef, um, 11, 12 feet of water. I was I was sight fishing walleyes. Uh, that's pretty clear. That's, you know, 11, 12 feet of water is definitely wow. clear to be able to see rocks on Leech Lake. I would say, you know, it's, I don't know what the disc, uh, sensor is for Leech Lake, but when they can check the clarity, but um, with your actual eyeballs and wall and walleyes that are not a big white disc, um, to be able to see those at 11 feet of water, it was uh, it was something. So, hey, of course, it, it 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 got a little dirtier as the lake and the algae boomed, you know, as it got later in the year. But whenever we did not have wind, um, yes, it was super clear, and you could see all the rocks and the structure. And you could definitely see that there were not any muskies sitting on them. <laughs> but uh, what brings when you add the wind, like anything else, uh, you add the add the wind and the waves, um, they would move back up there. So there was definitely some windows last year, but they didn't seem to live on the rocks as much in the same in the same pattern. Meaning on the same, there's certain rocks that are on some of those structures out there that you can you can count on there being a muskie by it. Whether it's going to follow or eat or not, that's another. That's up to the muskie. But um, last year, it was clear that they just weren't there because you'd see it. And and uh, I believe a lot of that has to do with the clarity of the lake. So that's going to continue to change. It can only get so clear. Um, and then at some point, it's going to just stabilize there. You know, I noticed Cass Lake. Cass Lake, it said beaver buses for a while. And Cass is as clear as it gets. And mm-hmm. for the last two years, you know, by... By the end of August and in September, when we're fishing the MWC there, it's really not any clearer than any lake around. Uh, so, um, I think I think we're going to be just fine. Okay. Well, uh, before we let you know, we got to do a fast five. Perfect. Are you ready? Oh, let's go, Kev. I'm ready. Okay, Toby Cavalli Boggs, fast five. Fast five, five, five. Question number one: Dogs or cats? Dogs, 100%. <laughs> no question. Most, most outdoor guys like dogs. They definitely go with dogs, for sure. Question number two, what is your favorite pizza topping, and where is the best place to get it? Oh, boy. Um, 
single topping, just one. If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go with pepperoni. Mm-hmm. And there is no better pizza, absolutely no better pizza than Keith Pizza right there in Bemidji. Well, you know, I think you have a little tie-in with those guys, but, uh, I, you know, hard, <laughs> hard to argue with that. Keith's Pizza is definitely top shelf, no question. All right, question number three. What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Uh, sturgeon. I have caught a... Uh, 64 inch which is big but not as big as they get but I got a 64 inch sturgeon that would be the longest one for sure and I would imagine it's probably the heaviest too alright and was that up on uh, rainy yeah and that was rainy and that happened to be with uh, 6 pound line oh. I, I do fish sturgeon for sturgeon but that one came on a jig and a, a jig and, and uh, yeah, that was uh, about an hour and a half of my life that was pretty intense <laughs> Question number four, you've been put in fish purgatory. That means you are allowed to fish, but only one lake for the rest of eternity. I think I know the answer, but what lake is that going to be? Well, there's a little lake just uh, south of Bemidji called Leech Lake, and that's where I've been for the last uh, last while, and, and uh, that's, that's going to be my lake for, and I, I know you said one lake, that's going to be my lake for, for multi-species, but i got to stop and pause. Because my favorite lake in the world that I grew up on is Cass Lake. I'm going to take that final answer. Okay. All right. And finally, question number five. Your wife might uh, perk your ears up for this one. Who was your high school celebrity crush? Ooh. High school celebrity crush. I could probably come up with a better answer if I put more thought into this, so I'm going to have to go with Daisy Duke. <laughs> A lot of Daisy Dukes. That's a, that's a very popular answer, I must say. <laughs> was, that, was that TNN? Was that TNN, the National Network? I'm yeah. trying to remember where that was. But, yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> Bo and Luke and Boss Hogg and the crew. But uh, for some reason, there was something about the Daisy Dukes and the fashion. Let's just put it in the fashion. Fashion. The fashion. Of the, yeah. Yeah, definitely into the fashion. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Toby Kavalivog, if uh, people want to book a trip with you on Leech Lake this summer, how do they go about doing that? Oh, that would be awesome. We have uh, we have about 12 guides now with Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and seven of them are on Leech Lake all the time like I am. Um, we spend a lot of time there, but in Cass Lake as well, and around the area down to Gull Lake here in the Brainerd Lakes area. You can find us by our website, which is www.leisureoutdooradventures.com. And or our toll-free number is 855-LOA-HOOK. So these are Outdoor Adventures is on the uh, on the web. We're on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel and uh, even do a little tweeting once in a while. So if you can, you know what? We're even messing with that Tiki Talk, too. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're trying to grow. You know, you can teach old guys new tricks, I guess. Good for, good for you. All right. Yeah. He's Toby Kavalivog from Leisure Outdoor Ventures, great friend of the show. He's uh, been a friend of mine since he was goaltending for the Jacks back in the day. Toby, great to have you back. Always a pleasure, and welcome back. And uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk, speak again. And, and uh, again, thank you very much, Kevin, and everybody that's listening. It's been a great show. We enjoy it just as much. And just as importantly, want to thank you who tuned in today or downloaded the podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to hear what we have to say little preview of tomorrow's show. I tried to stir up a family feud. A couple of generations of one family who will be competing against each other at the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. We'll get the thoughts from both generations on that and 
the opener. Fishing, pump, bunking, country.